outline. Uh, welcome, hello everyone. Hello. Welcome Happy to the Yowie Easter. Shelf. Happy Easter. Uh, if you're watching this today when it should go up, knock on, I have no wooden surfaces. Oh, the table's wood. <laughs> you could knock on, not... <laughs> I was gonna do that, but that implies that I'm dumb and I can't say that. And then I was gonna, like, go for my junk, but there's technically nothing wooden there yet. Which brings us to a very fun topic of gender. <laughs> wow, that was a very smooth transition. I am a smooth transition. But I have not experienced Ooh. a smooth transition when it comes to gender. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. My gender stuff uh, was rather smooth. We're jumping the gun. Uh, how are you on this glorious day, Corolla? I'm good. She said, <laughs> question. <laughs> I just She's... walked a mile, okay? So I'm a little, I'm feeling I'm a little... You know what? I got a membership to a very, very expensive gym as a gift. Because, you know, that's how your family tells you that you're fat is when they make you go to the gym with guilt. Nice. But they have, like, a sauna and everything. Oh. And I have been, like, so proud of, like, me doing the bare minimum. And it's like, look at me going walkies. Yeah. <laughs> look at so, me. We went walking. Um, this is, of course, me speaking in European terms. But it mm -hmm. is today we had 8 degrees Celsius and sunshine. So... Everyone's out sunbathing on their porch with no shirts on. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I have to stop you really, really quickly. So I I have a pretty good idea of Celsius, but for the listeners at home, uh, 8 degrees Celsius is 46 degrees Fahrenheit, which is a few degrees above freezing. This is summer temperatures in Norway. <laughs> Do, would you like to know the current temperature <laughs> in Texas? Yeah. Would you like to know... For where I am on what is actually like a cold day, it is 23 Celsius. Yes. That is like a good day in July. It will get up to 33 <laughs> by the end of the day. Oh my God. This That's is what... cold for, this is a gloomy day for us at 23, but it'll shoot up 10 more degrees by like 4 p.m if if this was in norway we would be at the beach right now like that's that's beach weather i don't understand how you all survive i don't know but anyway so we went walking and it was the first long walk of the season because it's actually temporarily springy outside we have we reached second full spring mm -hmm. so so you know everyone's in a good mood and I'm feeling a little weird because I haven't had this much fresh fresh air in a while. <laughs> like, what? What is happening? Otherwise, fine. Yes. I am so impressed by you, and I'm doing my best to go walkies more often. Yay, walkies! No, yeah, I actually hate it. But <laughs> I just—I mean, when your family buys you a very, very expensive gym membership, sometimes all you can do is go walkies. Um, so. You know, it's spring, in theory. In theory, kind of. In theory, yeah. in theory, it's spring. Uh, and, you know, we've been dancing around this topic for a little while, and that is uh, something that, honestly, uh, Corolla and I have wanted to discuss for a while. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, um, we landed the sponsorship yes. of sponsorships. I wasn't trying to bury the lead, folks. I wasn't trying to mislead you. But uh, 
we landed the sponsorship of sponsorships at Corolla. I'm so happy. Would you like to tell the fine audience a little bit more about the amazing deal we've been able to broker? Am I allowed to say what? Yeah, I can tell. I can say all of it. We are allowed to talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been, it's, it's been hard, okay? This has been <laughs> literally fucking weeks in the making. Yeah. And we, we have yeah. just been sitting on our hands like, we can't talk about it yet. We can't talk about it yet. We and now talk we can talk it. about it. Go this hard. episode is sponsored by the amazing people at DL site Garumani. And mm -hmm. we love them. If you don't know what yes. DL site is, it's um dl site got money is the bl part of this huge site that has and i am not kidding it's like hundreds of thousands of works original works mm -hmm. amateur works mm -hmm. um and officially licensed works in mm -hmm. various genres including otome uh, and bl and mm -hmm. and it's everything from dojins and manga translated into english chinese um drama audio mm -hmm. dramas ASMR and also even some games I think and and some video and they are amazing and we are so happy to not only have this episode be sponsored by mm -hmm. DL site Garumani but we are also going to be reviewing a product next we week are. yeah yeah we're, we're super excited uh you know Curl and I were both two elder Fujin and you know, one thing that I think we always say is, you know, if there was legal access to this stuff that we would have done it. And one thing that has been so cool to continue to see is legal access oh, yeah. to this stuff. And that's one of the reasons why it was so cool to make this collab happen is that, you know, especially now as we're older with disposable income, but still an insatiable horniness to hear and see uh, fictional gay men do it and do it hard. Uh, just, it's amazing <laughs> yes i'm just so happy because you know for for dl site to be like oh we'll give you something that you can review for free yes. and i'm like yes thank you because you guys already own so much of my money like, I, <laughs> like this, so, is, this is the least y'all can do will, that, that that came out very entitled no but i am no i, I love it. Take it i, I love it i will take it because i probably would have bought this product anyway you know what and... that's that's really true that is really yeah. true uh, i love dl site so much i've been i also love dl site but this is the yaoi shelf and we believe in uh being strong uh service tops here and that is in this you know and that means basically we also will be giving to you uh we have been given a special url yes. uh that we will link in ye old show notes and uh, I'm so excited for this. I have always been like, you've made it big when you get your own like vanity URL. Yeah. <laughs> like like when you get a URL for like a coupon code from a company that you trust and support, that's when you've made it big. You can use code the Yowie Shell yes! to receive 30% off your first purchase upon registry. I this is how I know we've made it. This is how I know that like this show is a success. We are and, now yes. officially, you know, BL, BL influencers. influencers. Yeah. Yeah. Ignore all of the other stickers I've printed saying that and <laughs> all of the other things that 
I'm so excited. Like, you want to be here for the live next yeah, week. Yeah, you definitely want to be this. here for that. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you to DL site Garamani for sponsoring us. We love you so much. Again, that URL will be in show notes. And again, that is special code, the Yowie Shelf, to receive 30% off. Uh, let us know what you guys pick. Yeah. Let us know. I want to Tag know. us. Like, tag <laughs> us. Let us see what you have selected. Yes. This is a zero judgment place. But thank you to DL site. Thank you for sponsoring us. And we are super, super stoked to talk about more of your stuff in the live. Now, if you have not been paying attention to the scrolling banner above us, we're going to be talking about the Fujin to queer pipeline. And that sounds a lot more technical than it is, but hear me out. When I started this show and then when Corolla joined on this show, there was something that we both sort of noticed and danced around a lot. And that is a lot of us, when we started reading BL and Yowie, were cisgender little gremlins. And is that yeah. not? No, is... no, no, you're absolutely right. And and something happened. It was like a it was like a puberty metaphor, but like with Sailor Senshi stuff. Like something happened, and now we're not cisgender anymore. <laughs> Well, I, and, I, I am, but also... Yeah, but also, like, we're not heterosexual is also no. the biggest part of it. It's so very... It's confusing. So a lot of us are either no longer cisgender, but most of us are definitely no longer heterosexual. Some of us, like me, are both. I... I'm starting to wonder if heterosexuals even exist at this point, after, you know... So I fully believe in the Kinsey scale, which basically says that everyone is on a sliding scale yeah, of homosexuality. It's just like to what degree. I really do like not even like being ironic. I do not believe that like pure heterosexuals exist. I think that everyone is on this like line of you can be mostly straight, but there is always that one person. Yep. That you'd be like, my favorite is when you do this, like with men that say that they're straight, but then you're like, what is one actor you'd let fuck you? And like Ryan Reynolds, like they have an answer, <laughs> like they have an answer yeah, immediately. Like you would, like you ask the straightest guy you know and be like, one night, one night in Vegas, your celebrity man crush is like, I'm gonna fuck your ass. They have an answer. I yep. promise you they have an answer. <laughs> Even if you think they don't have an answer, they have an answer and they will say it. Straight women are like that too. Straight women are my favorites because a lot of straight women also, they like, it's like the Phoenix Force in comics. They come into their gay sometimes, usually after drinking. Uh, and it's like, they realize that they get really, really bisexual when they're yeah. drunk and they blame the alcohol. It's not the alcohol. It's never the alcohol. You're just um, a little gay and it's fine. Yeah, you're actually just a little gay. That's oh my god, that's my favorite. Is it it's like, oh, it's the alcohol. Oh, I get I get bisexual when I have tequila. <laughs> that's not how that's not how that you had to want to kiss women for that to be an inhibition that and comes you out. Know, and that's fair because and have you fair. seen women? Women are so like, good. Women are great. And some men are also good. So, yes. So, Corolla got to hear some of my horror stories of a guy <laughs> trying to pick me up, waiting for the no. bus. You know what? Dick gin, guys, not good. <laughs> <laughs> Chokes and dies on water. Can you stop? 
stop choking during the podcast. It's so Stop bad making me choke during the podcast. You knew I was going to say it. You were like, I really didn't. <laughs> no take backs, DL site Garamani. This is what you've sponsored. This is what your money is. No, I am sure that somewhere in this universe that there is that it exists that somewhere exists. yeah yes uh shout out to the fan uh, my face fans. was getting hot uh also shout out to the now in frame uh yeti microphone because you are not a podcaster if your microphone is not very in frame uh so we're gonna talk about this pipeline a little bit we're gonna talk about it you know personally and also you know maybe some There'll be, they might, there might be some science. We're not I scientists. So. I, we're not scientists. <laughs> we're not scientists. I but, no, yes. I know nothing. I am absolutely not a scientist. Uh, but also, I want to say, uh, you guys talking to us is what influenced us to do this. Because at first, like, we always knew we were going to do this episode. We would not have done it as expediently as we did if not for the many people who many times asked us to do this. So your feedback does work. Remember, yeah. bullying is effective. What? Oh my god. Tangent. Uh, it's Easter, and I was raised Catholic, so I started watching like these like random religious documentaries this morning. And one of them was on like Judas and how like Judas was wronged, because uh, he was. And this one documentary also was trying to do this thing of like oh we're gonna go through the trial of jesus but in it like one of the first segments was okay we're gonna call in a guy who was like former israeli police and we're gonna say how would you arrest jesus and he's like spec ops so he's like first i would have you know three men here three men here three men there control the crowd then I would grab Jesus by the back of the neck and lift his arm up and pin Jesus to the ground. And I'm like, the amount of fanfic and weird LARPing that Christians do, one is horrifying. <laughs> Two, sir, you just said that you would police crime Jesus. Like, is that something you're proud of? That, like, on TV, you're like, I would chokehold Jesus? <laughs> Like, you don't have to be a Christian to acknowledge that, like, that's not a great move. I mean, unless you are, you know, a person in America who believes the cops all the time. Uh, a cab on Sunday. Yay, uh, on Easter Sunday at last. I mean, we all know Jesus would have been a cab. Literally, he was killed by a police state. I mean, yeah. Like, he was literally killed by a police state. There is no reason... We're not going to get into that tangent because you'll never get me back. Uh, but <laughs> bullying works. So if there's stuff that you guys want us to talk about, talk about it with yes. us because we listen. Uh, again, we do firmly believe in being service tops here. We do listen. We do listen. And we want to hear what you have to say because, you know, we like having conversations. And... For sure, for sure. Yeah. And this is also where I'll say we're speaking from personal experience here and we're speaking anecdotally a lot. So if this has not been your experience, you are not wrong. That's nope. fine. If your experience has been different, you are also not wrong. That is fine. And if you uh, want to tell us about your experience, absolutely. And you're comfortable do, doing so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that means we will expect a certain level of calm and respect in yield comments, which you guys are pretty yes. good at doing. I don't need to say it, 
but it would be negligence not to, just for any new listeners that come by. Also, if this is the episode that you come in on, well, we're glad to have you regardless. Uh, yes. Please ignore the fact that I am surrounded by birds and fancy clothes. I was talking to a friend and I was like, I don't really know what kind of gay I am. Like, I'm not a mushroom gay. I'm not a bee gay. I'm not like a, I'm not any kind of gay like that. And she's like, you're a bird gay. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, you you don't know what I'm talking about. She's you like, you are. have, she's like, you have no idea. She's like, you, you really don't get, okay. <laughs> and I was just like this, like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Stage one, denial. Yeah, stage, stage one, <laughs> stage one, denial. So, uh, firstly, what is gender and how is it different from sex? Are you asking me? Well, I mean, I can. Would you like me to ask you? Dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. Uh, so gender is the, uh, dressing of sex or not of sex basically biological sex is like the physical chromosomal level of what you were born with and gender is the the fancy dressing gown that goes over sex sometimes that means that you are cisgender as in the carpet and the drapes match Sometimes you are transgender in which those two things do not match. Sometimes you are a gender deviant like me and nothing matches and everything is fine. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah, I think that is a very good way of describing it. And also, of course, to just, you know, because sex isn't as simple. You know, a lot of people like to say this. A lot of people like to be like... I have researched this when mm-hmm. they looked at a Wikipedia article for five minutes and they mm-hmm. will be arguing with some scientist on the internet and the scientist mm-hmm. is there saying sex is also a spectrum because chromosomes are friggin' weird. I yes. personally don't know a lot about chromosomes, uh, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of constellations that can do and will happen and mm-hmm. you don't necessarily, you know... you. You don't necessarily have the stereotypical, do you even say stereotypical? You know, what are the female chromosomes? I don't know, okay? <laughs> but, XX. Yeah, XX. But that doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be the case. You can have, they can be different, but you can. Yes. Uh, so intersex exists. And well, other... so that's not necessarily chromosomal. That's on the genital level. Yeah. So that's also a thing, but we're not talking about that because we're not doctors. No, uh, and, obviously. And, inter- and intersex people have their whole other thing that I am not qualified to talk on as absolutely. I am not intersex. Uh, but yeah, like chromosomes are weird. Like my cousin is XXY, but born male. So that's a weird chromosome thing. Yeah. There are plenty of women that are XY, but are still kind of women, or also XXY. Chromosomes can get weird, and it happens. Basically, yes. And in nature, you know, there are plenty of species that are designed to evolve so that, oh, there aren't enough males in this area, so some females will change their sex because it's necessary. 
I feel like, yeah. Jurassic yeah, Park. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. I. <laughs> you, no, you you did not have to. You you chose to. I chose to because I like Jurassic Park a whole lot. Okay, but yeah, but but the point is, nature is weird. Nature is weird. Sex is weird. Gender mm -hmm. is weird, and mm -hmm. there is no one size fits all. And 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 it's not a simple binary normal. Like, no, not at all. It's there all is... over the place. And, it's and now that we move into our topic on gender identity, how much of that changes from society to society? Mm. How much of that changes based upon religion? How much of that changes just based upon just everything? Um, so gender identity then is the acceptance or not acceptance of the gender dressing. Yeah. Uh, so if you are a cisgender woman, that means... A X amount of things, you know, typically dressing feminine. But again, that leads on a tricky thing because what was feminine 50 years ago was not feminine 500 years ago. All of these things change because that's how society works. Um, we're not here to talk about the patriarchal and uh, Christian heteronormative implications of that because we would no longer be talking about BL and it would just be uh, two old gays whinging. Yep. I think <laughs> that covers it, yeah. <laughs> like, we could talk a lot about that stuff, but it would just be two old gays whinging. Yep. Uh, which leads me to also go into sexual orientation, which is not on the podcast. Sexual orientation, or what you like, is, as mentioned, oftentimes a spectrum. Uh, I don't think either of us fully believe that anyone is truly straight. Again, we're not doctors. Those are our opinions. But you have a bisexual host and a pansexual host. And yeah, that's just how things are. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just happened, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, such a fun, it's such a fun road to go down, you know, because you're like, oh, okay, this is, this is new. And yeah word for that now exciting there is and we're both here to talk about how maybe us being fujin possibly accelerated us down these paths um we also need to talk about how gender is weird yeah with love uh I am gender fluid, which is under the gender non-binary camp, even though I'm not non-binary. I just don't necessarily fully identify as male or female. My body and brain said, why not both? Both male and female side of me are very different. You definitely know when I'm having a boy day. You definitely know when I'm having a girl day. My masculinity is not threatened by having a thick ass and nice tits. Or by dresses. And I experience very little gender dysphoria, yes. No, just good for your masculine side, you know. My masculinity is yes. very secure. We like that. Yeah. And I experience very little gender dysphoria. Uh, I'm not here to talk about gender dysphoria on a whole. Because, again, that is a minefield that I do not wish to broach right now. Everyone's gender experience is different i am not here to downplay anyone who did experience really really crushing dysphoria i'm also not here to belittle anyone who didn't 
gender is weird and it is in a lot of ways fluid and a lot of it is impacted by our parents our religion our households our pop culture see i'm leading us somewhere getting us there (laughs) uh our society great job thank you yeah. Uh, so, for instance, like looking back at my childhood, there were a lot of little things that should have been a red flag that I would end up the way that I am. Uh, when we would play like Sailor Moon as kids, I always wanted to be Tuxedo Mask. Yeah. Like even as a kid, I always wanted to be Tuxedo Mask. Uh, even though he does nothing. Yeah, he does fuck all. <laughs> That's I mean, which... why you know you just want the you want the credit without hello <laughs> <laughs> and the it's... nice. The nice tuxedo, like it should know? really, it should be very apparent what I was going for. Uh, when I wanted to learn the team rock and motto, so my dad learned Jesse's part so I could be James, and like that's like very like wholesome little like gender things. But like in hindsight, when I came out as gender fluid, it shouldn't have been a such a it shouldn't have been such a shock to my family because I've already inhibited or inhabited inhibited. <laughs> this weird niche of being both very comfortable with being yeah. feminine, but also very okay playing the male role. Yeah. I, uh, you, yes. I can absolutely relate to that because even though mm-hmm. I consider myself to be cisgender, I, mm-hmm. I had a very similar experience because I always identified with male characters growing up. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be the male character when I was playing with my friends when I was a kid and, you know... Mm-hmm. All my favorites were male. And this, again, I've said this before, but this had a lot to do with basically internalized misogyny on how femininity and female characters were presented to me. So they didn't feel like an option. I didn't want to be sweet and docile and feminine and dress in in dresses and and enjoy pink. Um, And I think that because I was, and I was a tomboy and I was accepted as a tomboy, but I think that Mm -hmm. if I had been younger now, I probably would have questioned my gender identity a lot more because I, when I was 15 years old, I didn't know that you could be non-binary and -hmm. and gender fluid. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm very happy with the identity I have now, but I do think I would have, I would have questioned it more, but I absolutely identified much stronger with the male characters and with the male mm-hmm. roles and to, to mm-hmm. an extent I still do, but I've mm-hmm. just, I think that in, while I do consider myself to be cis, I also think that I'm kind of like gender apathetic. Like I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can definitely see that for you. I think that's why I'm so eager to lump you in fully. Cause I've always just like, Corolla is this gender. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But no. she's not cis. Like I'm <laughs> this gender. This gender. There yeah. is something. I have a gender. No one knows what it is. Anymore. Yeah, like it's like it's almost like there's like a there's like a placeholder there. Yeah. And but it's, it's not it's never cis. <laughs> and I'm just like, I honestly don't care at this point. Right. Like, whatever. You and know. I do wanna hammer in a point about internalized misogyny because yeah. that's going to lead us into how did BL make your host special? Uh, so as I mentioned, I am gender fluid and bisexual. I am technically omnisexual. I fully don't know what that means outside of mega whore. 
I mean, I'm not making fun of omnisexuals, but I don't know what that means. Maybe that's what it means for you. You know, it's yeah, like how like... I am a pansexual, mm -hmm. but I hate everybody. So it's like, okay, I can choose. <laughs> I can, I can no, choose, but I don't cheating. like anyone. That's cheating. <laughs> you don't. That's cheating. It's true. Uh, so, like, for me, I'm technically bisexual, but my version of bisexuality has never excluded non binary people. Yeah. Which, yeah, technically puts me more in the pan omni category. But I've never related to those terms. Yeah, I've exactly. always very strongly related to bisexual. And also, the all way, the colors together. Yeah. But I also like that because, like, when I was young, you know, mm -hmm. we thought bisexual meant, you know, two genders. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of people still operate with that. That is mm -hmm. the, the main reason why I started identifying as a pansexual because that felt mm -hmm. right to me. But I absolutely... It isn't because you are sexually attracted to pans. No, I, I I really am not. Can so, I just, you know, it's so, it's like trying to explain this to people. And of course, in Norwegian, because pan doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'll be like, I'm pansexual. And they're like, what does that mean? And then I'm like, okay, so that means I'm attracted to like everyone. Like it, it's mm -hmm. it's about personality. It's not, a, mm -hmm. and, or, you know, what I find aesthetically pleasing. It's not about gender. And they're like, mm -hmm. so you're attracted to everything. I'm like, yes. And then they're like, so like trees and animals? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. Every single time. I'm mostly attracted to fictional characters. Leave me alone. I mean, same, same. Uh, <sighs> so I will say, at least for me, uh, again, aforementioned weird gender childhood. And then... Uh, Around 10 years old, uh, there was a little sprinkling of the trauma. Yeah. Just a little sprinkling of the trauma. Yeah. And then I got a heavier pinch around 12, 13. Uh, so by the time I was, you know, really starting to, like, question, like, my sexuality and my gender, I had a whole 14 years of Southern indignation around very, like, narrow roles for women in the mm. South. Uh, at 17 years old, my great-grandmother looked at me and said, why aren't you married yet? Fun! And I was like, what? Um, I had on both sides great-grandmothers that, you know, were just, there were great Southern women, but they were also Southern women. One of them was a violent colorist and always said, I'm glad you're not a darkie. Which is lovely to hear from your great-grandmother. Yeah, that's nice. That's she also looked at me and said, I wish I could gain weight like you do. The the the, the lack of filter in a lot of old people is like... And like, that it sounds almost like a compliment. Yeah. That it almost sounds like almost, a compliment. But then and then like... you think about it for longer than a second, and it's like, you dusty old bitch. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I, similar to Corolla, you know, I really had a lot of internalized misogyny. I was looking at female anime characters and not being able to relate to them at all. Yep. Uh, I will say it probably started with Inuyasha, where I was looking at Kagome and like, I'm just a normal 14 year old girl and these are the hardest parts of my day. And I'm like, 
shriveled in a corner like I buried my father by the time that I was 14. Like, so when I look like the characters that I was relating to back then, Edward Elric was a huge one. Red flag on the field. Uh, <laughs> red flag! <laughs> you know, for a brief moment, Light Yagami was one. Red flag on the field. That uh, one? I... Yeah... I liked light a lot when I was younger. I was I mean, very firmly Team Kira when I was a kid. I liked him for a while, and then I was like... Yeah, I was really... Absolute bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was really firmly Team Kira for quite some time. Uh, you know, you start looking at all these characters that are male that you can relate to, and, you know, at least for me, I think by the time I was like 16, 17 years old... I had figured out that I didn't just like men. I liked men, or at least, like, I liked the idea of men. You know, trauma. Um, but I also really liked tits. Tits are really nice. <laughs> like... You're not... I mean, you're not wrong. I know, but, like... I'm more of, a, I'm more of an ass person, but, like, you know... Yeah, and I, oh my god, so I'm gonna sound gross, but, like, I was president of the anime club, so, like, I had a monopoly on all the nerd girls. And, yeah, it was just, like, I know, I was, I was using my power. I was I was using my power. There was an <laughs> unfair power this dynamic. This is why your scores in, in ye old Ukesame quizzes were... That, that's it, you were a power that's abuser. <laughs> I was a power abuser for, you know, because I had all I had all the access to all the weeb shit. And uh yeah, I think just like 16, 17, I just started kissing girls. And then it was like, yeah, this will be a phase. Yeah. It's been twenty years. Again, you know, we're the master of long cons. And yeah, for me it was like I can actually pinpoint the exact moment I realized that I wasn't straight because <laughs> I was I I had a boyfriend um, mm -hmm. and we were very happy like you know he was fine you know everything was fine and mm -hmm. every single weekend we would go with our friends and we would rent horror movies and we would be up mm -hmm. all night watching horror films and then mm -hmm. afterwards we couldn't sleep so we <laughs> we would be playing GTA all night because we couldn't sleep because of the horror films and we would just mm -hmm. be like a group of friends together and mm -hmm. one day we walked into one of the two video stores because I had my video store, but then his brother had a rental card at the other store, so he was going there. And we came in, so it's me and him and a friend of ours, a straight guy, and we come in, and there's a new girl behind the counter, and I just went, oh my god, like, I lost... Like, my mind just went blank, and I mm -hmm. didn't know how to talk, and, like, straight friend was also the exact same. Like, this girl was so cute, and we were both like, oh, my God. And that in mm -hmm. that moment, I was like, oh, oh, okay. And, and that was it. And, and I haven't looked back since, but it was... Yeah. Like, that think, was the exact moment. I think for me when I realized that it was, like, a thing and not just, like, you know, horny kids being horny kids. Because I kind of embraced, like, the Japanese ideal of it. I used air quotes if you're a listener only. But, like, you go through a gay phase. You know, when you're surrounded by nothing but women, of course, you're gonna want to do some smooching. Like, I was kind of still in that mindset. And, I shit you not, it was uh, 
The Spirit, which is a terrible movie about a comic book character that no one else cares about but me. But Ava Mendez is in that movie. And there is a scene where she's like seducing someone and she sits her ass on the printer and it does a photocopy of her ass <laughs> and she presents it to the guy and it's like a perfect ass indeed. And I'm like, I would do whatever this woman wanted me to, whatever Ava Mendez in the spirit as sans serif wanted, I, I would make that happen. I was like, 17 or so maybe and it's like what whatever Ava Mendez says if she wanted me to bark like a dog I would do it and I was like oh this isn't just like a face this isn't yeah. just like a horny thing you know that you're doing with your friends in the hallway like this is oh this is a thing and then like the attraction to fictional characters ratcheted up where there's like female characters and it's just like brain ooze <laughs> yeah hello sailor Uranus like there's i definitely have like a type of female character that is just like brain ooze out of yeah. ear like a lot <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, my friends can spot it a mile <laughs> mile away but it's like rangiku from bleach tsunade mm. like i would like to be injured please uh <laughs> but we're not talking about how bl may have played a part in this and uh for me at least one part of it was just community it was and in a lot of ways still is a fairly feminine afab space yeah so a lot of other bl and fujin fans back in the day were girls my age yeah and so you yes i know i was just gonna say that you know and the funny thing is that most of them probably still are around but they are no longer girls Wait, yes exactly <laughs> exactly they're all around still just you can't say they're girls anymore yeah me uh and a lot of it started innocently enough just with interest you know you couldn't mm. talk about this stuff with your guy friends because you know of course you had guy friends you were probably a tomboy you were probably a not like other girls girl hello yeah <laughs> i only had guy friends but i did talk to them about it because they couldn't escape yeah, I definitely, um, there's a, there's a Tumblr image of, like, it's this guy who's naked, and, like, there's a giant goldfish laying on top of him, and it's a like, glub, 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 and one of the messages <laughs> responding is like, what the fuck? And the response is, you were never supposed to see this side of me. That was me with my guy friends in BL. But it's like, you were never supposed to know the truth. No, uh, yeah, no, I was just like, listen. You guys, you have to enjoy this with me. We're all going down I, together. <laughs> I think I tried that like once, got barked at aggressively, and then was like, never again. You know, return to the shadows, just like slink into the shadows. <laughs> but in the shadows were women. Yeah. <laughs> but in the shadows were women. So it was great. Um, and yeah, like first it was just community. And then at least for me, where it gets extra spicy is I started writing as male characters. To this day, I almost exclusively write as men. I started I I voice like, acting. Yes. Yeah. I think I have like two female characters who actually play parts in my books. Well, that's nice. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, they're good, good girls. Them. Like, yeah. good for them. But I mean, like, I, like I, jumped the, I jumped the ship to avoid misogyny by just ignoring women. I don't uh, know if that is... 
<laughs> if that it's is not the spoiler. power move you think it is. It's not. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It isn't. Go seek help. Um, like, fix the misogyny within I, you. <laughs> fix the misogyny by just excluding women altogether. I'm sure that's that, <laughs> that, that is so I'm far not, from the Bechdel test that you're not even, I'm you're not not even racist, in the room. I just avoid other races. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a word for that. Oh yeah, my God. it's not a great way to treat your uh, misogyny is by just becoming a man. But... <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's horrible. How do I fix my misogyny? I become Ignore a man. Ignore women. <laughs> Embrace um, men. That, yeah. But we, No longer know, misogynist. <laughs> we, we were young and we were young the and world... Dumb the we didn't know cool. anything. We yeah. really didn't. Uh, so I figured out that I was bisexual pretty early on. Like I like our gay lesbian alliance at school did acknowledge bisexuals a little bit. So like I understood oh, bisexual. I mean barely, but like it was on the flag. So they kind of we didn't even you know because obviously you know different schools we didn't have anything mm -hmm. like that you know like alliances. Uh, I mean I wouldn't say ours was good, but you know we definitely did. Also, most of us were like theater kids, so we all knew we were kind of yeah. fruity. Uh, like, but we were like, I think I was like, I was like fourteen or fifteen, and I just mm -hmm. remember after that whole thing with the video girl, I, I, I remember being pulled aside into like um, um, like a like a computer room in school by some of my friends, and they were like, mm -hmm. "Is it true that you're a bisexual?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm not an alien. Like, oh my god. Oh. Okay. Oh, like, what? What? What was you're the not, point of that? You're not like a foreign creature. What? It was so weird. And this was like before the whole, mm -hmm. because after this came that era where everyone was like bisexual. You know, where it was like a thing, like a like mm -hmm. a status thing. And of course, a lot of them were. But you know, it became yeah. Like a I big got to. Thing. I got to float into a little bit of that, where like it wasn't necessarily like my gay lesbian alliance at school that cared, because you know. Like with most biphobia, a lot of it is done by gay and lesbian men yeah. and women. Like a lot of biphobia is not straight people. Straight people are just like, ooh, threesome. Uh which is it's which yeah, no. it's it's not correct, but it's not fear. Um a lot of the biphobia that I've experienced in my life has been from lesbian women who are like you're gonna steal my girl, and then from gay men, you're gonna steal my guy. Like I we're, think, like we're wolves. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting how, at least here, I feel like a lot of the perception of bisexuals is like if you're a bi girl, mm -hmm. you just want attention. You are lying because you want attention, and if you're mm -hmm. a bi guy, then that just means that you're too afraid to actually come out of the closet. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. that's how or it's been. Or the other big thing with bi women is that you are just a slut. You will literally just like sleep with anything. Yeah. And while that is true, you can be a slut and a bisexual. Those two things are not the same. And you know, if you want to be a slut, like, go ahead. You be know? free. You do you, like, as long as you're not hurting anyone. As long I as mean, you're not hurting anyone who doesn't want to be hurt. Yeah. Some people like, want to be hurt. You can be a heart, and like you can be a heartbreaker. You know, like every mm -hmm. time Shane enters a room, a girl leaves crying. Like that makes sense, but 
but don't but you know don't do the thing where you're like cheating on people and things because that's not cool you know that, that's what yeah i, yeah. I mean the, the greatest bisexual icon will always be maureen from rent i still haven't seen rent i am working on it i'm working on it you need to work harder um, i know you need to work harder tell uh, it to the theaters in my city that never stages i will like, I was I will, waiting i will send you the dvd Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go mail you a DVD copy. Yeah, but uh, that'll be our next Patreon episode. Is I mean, <laughs> I forced Corolla to watch Rent. I don't think you have to force me. I'm very excited. We watched the... where it's a bunch of like 30, 40 year olds pretending to be like twenty somethings. So like us then, like me. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I did not need for you to pull me in on that attack because I've not pretended to be young. I don't want to be alone. Uh, I, yeah, I noticed. You just dragged me <laughs> under. Like, what are all those horrible Scandinavian monsters that, like, look chill, and then they pull you under to kill you? What's the one that plays the violin and, like, is trying Did to murder again? you? Nuken. Yeah, that. Nuken. Nuken. Yeah. Yeah. Don't- I don't need that. That's you not what I actually... There's actually a condom brand here called Nuken, because, you know, that's- why? Why? I don't know. Do they use protection? I don't know. It's like, I guess it's because he's supposed to be like seductive or whatever. But it's like but, mythological, like, murderous. Yeah, but it's like crime. Like yeah, like I guess he's seductive, but it but it's crime. He's he's modern now. He has his fiddle and his condoms. So, <laughs> so when he. <laughs> <laughs> he goes me? Me, he's like, I don't know. Excuse I didn't think me? of it. This modern now. He has He uses he uses protection when he pulls you under the wall. I, I don't know. like that. Ask Sweden. Oh. I think I think it was their idea, as usual, as per usual. Okay, look, we're not shaming Sweden. They try very hard. I shame Sweden. I and I love Sweden, but you know what? Sometimes yes. you gotta shame them. Like they are terrible at pizza. Like they just can't do it. I can't even wrap my head around a Swedish pizza. Like that sounds like a sex euphemism. You know, it's so this has nothing to do with anything, but I was literally hanging out with my mom last week and we were talking about Sweden and I don't know why. And then she was like, but they, they suck at making pizza. I'm like, yes, I've never had a good pizza in Sweden. She was like, no, me neither. And then it's really weird because Sweden invented the kebab pizza, but somehow they suck at everything. And kebab pizza is really yummy, but like... Okay, so Sweden... Uh, we need to talk about y'all's pizza. Because the one that has uh, bananas on it... Oh yeah, and that's one a thing. That has kiwi on it. We need to have a conversation. They're not. Yeah, we need to have several conversations. From the way it reads, Norwegian pizza is not that bad. Is not that bad. But Sweden, we need to have a nice, firm conversation about y'all's loose interpretations of pizza. And it's but like, yes, no. It's like if you if you buy a frozen pizza in Sweden, it's like eating flatbread with some ketchup and cheese on it. I don't understand. It is disgusting. 
I'm, I am. I am basing I'm, this on one frozen pizza that I ate in Sweden once. I'm. But... I'm very unhappy by this. Uh, but <laughs> so where BL also got to influence at least like my gender was again like the 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 making of works, you know. So I did a lot of like fan voice acting as a male character, including Yuki Eri, even oh, though okay. I started as a Suichi Shindo. I started as a Suichi. That's a very interesting pipeline you got there. I, I don't know how it happened. And then there was a Ryuichi in the middle. So I guess like that connects the two. You know, it's not the worst gravitation idea you've had. Like, the, just the way that presented itself in my head, it was like, ah, uh, Suichi. It's like, and Yuki it's like, a, it's like a three tier evolution of Pokemon that starts with Suichi and ends with oh Aerie. Oh my god. But like what, what in the happens between the Ryuichi and Eiri? That that's the uh... poor medical management of your mental illnesses. You can that's stay a stage Toma. two forever. That's not you can't blame Toma for all. I that. blame Toma for literally everything. Eiri can read. He he has to know that his medication are just like three smarties and a wish. Oh God. Just shaking a bottle of Pez. Yes, I love him with from the bottom of my heart. But Jesus Christ, like he has to know that his medication is like three Smarties and a Pez. Time to take your medicine. Why does my medicine taste like cherry? Don't worry about it. it comes from a special pharmacy. Oh my god! It comes from a special special pharmacy. Yeah, the candy aisle. <laughs> Oh my god. They're like not even unwrapped. It just says Smarties. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh just a pill god. bottle with Smarties in it. It's like it's like, what's this? Oh, those are the placebo days. It's like, are we supposed to have placebo days for for psychotropics? Yes. It's okay. It's fine. It's uh, fine. So writing as a male and you know, reading as a male and speaking as a male, uh, that did a weird thing to my brain where I was like Huh. I suddenly feel very comfortable. Almost like that's a sign of something. Hmm. What could that possibly mean? You know, I'm not I, I'm just guessing. But it might be a little bit of gender fluidity that it was also then very easy for me to like take that off like a jacket and then resume my daily life as an AFAB person. That gender was like a Technicolor dream coat that I could put on and off. And that's still in a lot of ways how it is. Um, I always struggle with like the non-binary part of the umbrella because it's always been very binary to me. Male and female me are very different. They exist on a binary. They're just in yeah. one confused person. <laughs> <laughs> like so, like the, yeah, the two parts know perfectly well what they're doing, but the whole yeah, they like... both yeah, they both they have different names, they have different existences outside of each other. They separately know what they're doing. Me, I'm just like I'm here. Yep. And you know, it's weird because it it sort of feels like that like bisexual hiding thing. Where it's like, you know, I don't often present masculine because aforementioned fat ass and giant tits. Uh, not because like binding doesn't do something for me. It's just physically harder to do. Mm. So for, like for the few moments of like gender euphoria, it's not always worth 
having someone's knee in my back to get it. Yeah. Um, and again, not that my masculine side is offended by that. And I'm by no means putting down the effort that trans men and you know trans non-binary people do to fit said aesthetic um, and to fit their gender. It just didn't fit for me. So yeah. having gender almost be this thing of like, yeah, both sides are there and sometimes one is stronger than the other, but I can almost like blend in. That definitely I think has created more angst than anything else. It's that same angst that a lot of bi people have where we air quotes pass as straight, uh, which please don't tell a bi person they pass as straight. Please don't tell a bi woman who marries a man that she's straight passing. We know. We we don't like men either. <laughs> like, we don't, like, we're not happy about this either. But, like, realistically, yes, go ahead. No, but, you know, and it's like... <clears throat> the 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 part of a bisexual person who likes the opposite sex is still valid you know mm -hmm. it's still because they're still a person you're attracted to people you're attracted to mm -hmm. you, know, you fall in love with people you you you're attracted to people and i i just mm -hmm. i just i've never like you know i've never liked that when it's like one thing is erasing the the bi identity by being like oh but mm -hmm. you're straight or oh but you're gay but also the mm -hmm. whole I mean, yeah, a lot of men suck, but a lot of men don't suck. And it's like, I just think, mm -hmm. I, I really need, think we need to work on that culture of like talking smack about people's partners to their faces because we mm -hmm. think that men suck. I'm like, dude, that's their, that's their person. That's yeah, a hundred percent. Like... And, and I guess, like, a part of me gets it, but, like, I, I never liked this idea that, like, like lesbian women or limbless, like, a higher council that, like, look down on bisexual women that are, like, oh, you know, you'll, you'll make, you'll come around soon yeah. enough. And it's, like, like, it's a, like, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible rite of passage that we have, to, it's, it's Hades game, but with men. And we have to defeat all the men to, to find out that our true reincarnation is being a lesbian. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that's not, that's not, I mean, though I also do very much agree with, like, the joke on TikTok that, like, saying that you're a bisexual woman is that you are attracted to all women in, like, 1% of men. Yeah, absolutely. Which I, I hate to say it, that is very true. And, like, those men that you're ride or die for are almost always fictional or actors. And then, like, the three you know in real life that are chill. Yeah, but I mean, it's true. Like, I mean, at least speaking from a personal mm -hmm. experience, like, yeah, I'm pansexual. I couldn't mm -hmm. care less about your gender identity or what's in your pants, you know? But at the same time, I have literally only been attracted to one real person, like one real guy in my life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I can find like musicians and actors hot, but like, they don't count they might as well be fictional characters like when is heath from x japan ever gonna realize that he was meant to be my husband you know not, he doesn't know that i did not just say that but okay yes you did yes you did i love him anyway <laughs> i mean he is a gorgeous man but he might as well be a fictional character because he's miles away you know but i had one person that was a guy that I was attracted to, and the rest mm -hmm. of all the people I've been attracted to have been women or yeah. various flavors of other yeah. genders. 
And yeah, and like I've I've dated trans masks. I've dated trans men. I've dated trans women. I've dated cis women. I've dated weird gender voids. We love a good gender void. We love a good shout out to Ari. Yeah, shout out to Ari. <laughs> I was about to say. Aerie is secretly in every episode going forward. Aerie is, is secretly in every episode moving forward. But like, we love you, Aerie. We love you, Aerie. But like, you know, I I do kind of struggle with that idea of like, yeah, for if, if you are a bisexual, that like you're on a tortured path to lesbianism. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. But like you're you're just on this like long, arduous trail up to like ascension which is being a lesbian. And don't get me wrong, I know some gorgeous as fuck lesbian women, and a lot of them do look like they have their lives together in a way that I never can. But bisexuality is valid, as is gender fluidity. Just because I didn't experience agonizing dysphoria or have to go through surgery doesn't mean that my gender is any less valid or that my gender expression is any less valid. Which ties into another part of BL that can make people a little less than straight and a little less than cisgender cosplay. Woohoo! Yes. When I tell you how amazing it was to bind and to pack for the first time and how weirdly affirming that felt. Yeah. To look in the mirror and finally see the person that I always thought that I was on the inside, which was Yuki Airy. <laughs> I was going to say, well, he's a good person, but then I was like, you know what? He's not a good person. Let's just let's He's not a good person. Leap we are not over a lot. Um We are not gonna call Yuki Ari a good person. I love him, but Jesus Christ the man. I I built an entire gender around him and I can acknowledge he is a flaming garbage can. I love it. Yeah, he's he's our garbage can, <laughs> but he is a flaming garbage can. And I can promise you that there are a lot of Fujin that have done their first attempts at binding, usually with duct tape. Yes, we know it's bad. No, we didn't have other means back in the day. We used to use bandages. We used ace bandages and or duct tape. The duct- which, yeah, some of us are still missing nipple. Oh, That will never get back. Like I, yeah, I once did. This was actually this was actually not that long ago. It was in like mm-hmm. 2016. I did an open chest binding with with um, double sided tape, and it was fine. Like it was fine because this tape mm-hmm. wasn't really like it wasn't like duct tape. But the problem mm-hmm. is, I left it on too long, and I had like blisters like the under boob blisters it was horrendous i was like mm-hmm. never doing that again mm-hmm. no yep. yep uh you know so now i just use like compression shirts because yeah. it takes down a little bit of boob you can't see my tits they're enormous unfortunately but like they take down like just a little bit of boob so like from the front it's usually pretty flat from the side it's all like right here like all the boob is right here yeah. on the side but from the front it's looking pretty smooth uh but it but, also always looks better from a distance mm-hmm. than because yeah. when you look down, you sort of see it. Yeah, you can see the curvature of the tip. Yeah, but you don't <laughs> see it from 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 a distance. It's like it's the earth. Really good. Like you're explaining it to flat earthers, you can always see the curvature <laughs> of the breast. 
Yes. Oh my I god. I mean, that's what it is. Like you're. I mean, it's, it's like drag sometimes. Definitely from a distance. I look like a passable man. Do not come up here. Do yeah, not like please. Me. Stay. Yeah. From from thirty feet away, I look like Bok Chang. If you come any closer, you notice my giant ass and childbearing hips and this giant cresting of a tit right here. <laughs> Which, like, we're all trying so hard. Uh, but also, like, not to, you know, toot my own horn too much, but, like, there are photos of me, like, as mellow, as Bok Chang, you know, as these blonde sociopaths because I have a type and a gender. No, you, you, you think? Can I help you? No. Is there something that I can do <laughs> no, for fine. you? I know. I, I feel like you have something that you'd like to say to me. You usually that don't felt, like it when I that felt a little pointed in my direction. Yes, I have a thing for blonde sociopaths, uh, where I just like look really happy, and mm. I just like mm. am really feeling it. And a lot of that, yeah, is internalized misogyny because. When I was younger, I didn't feel good in my body. Not like a gender way, just like I didn't feel good. I developed tits way too fast. I was sexualized really, really fast in society. Yeah, I'll do it. I will not tell this story on camera because it is triggering as hell. But I can remember down to the moment, the moment that I was sexualized too young mm. and I was 13. Uh, so I developed tits really, really fast. I've always been of size so i never really liked my body but when i was dressed up as yuki airy i could steal some of his confidence for a little yeah. while when i'm dressed up as mellow mellow loves himself arguably too much so i mean so the least i can do is have a little bit of that confidence yeah bok chang also loves himself arguably too much <laughs> i can steal some of his confidence uh, so it was almost like, like a lot of drag queens will talk about drag this way. That it's like a gay suit of armor. Yeah. That's kind of what crossplay ended up becoming to me. And like, even if I don't pass as male anymore, which to be honest, I never really did because of, you know, aforementioned tits. Uh, it's a very different kind of feeling mm. to like, look at yourself as a blonde sociopath and be like, this is me. Yeah. I mean, that, that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Maybe not the sociopath part. Maybe. I a, bl a blonde narcissist. Uh, and yeah. be like, this is me. <laughs> what is, what is like, that horrible What is that horrible song from uh from The Greatest Showman? That is, yes. <laughs> it's that, but with blonde mentally oh ill men. <laughs> I need someone to do that as like a skit at a con life. <laughs> like it's just mentally unstable blonde men oh and dear. this is me oh. <laughs> it's like yeah and then you can just march straight from that dressing room into therapy just you know just segue in there <laughs> this is so me mean. i need some <laughs> yeah this is me i clearly need help <laughs> i i am yeah, but... unwell <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but you know, but I I I absolutely understand, and because you know, again, I I've also done a lot of cross playing, and at first, I only used to bind um, for you know for the characters for the cross play, mm -hmm. and then I realized 
I felt so good doing it. And again, you know, God knows what my gender identity is supposed to be, still considering myself a cis, but I've always preferred an androgynous style and, and, and an androgynous body. And when I started, so I just at some point started binding on a regular basis. Like I would wear a binder because I think I look better with a flat chest and I feel happier and more comfortable that way I think my clothes look better and I was like I wouldn't have discovered that if it hadn't been for cosplay because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have experimented with it in that way because it didn't feel like you know why would I you know there would be no, no. reason for me to remove the boobs Absol but then I'm like but absolutely it's good I feel good like this yeah and and I like binding because I am very aware that I don't like paying for drinks at bars so which is the one benefit of having large tits is I haven't had to pay for my own drinks in a while. <laughs> I mean, that's good if you're if you're a drinker. Like, I, I the least I, these things can do is like do you a favor, Corolla. I would happily get you as many free sodas as you need. If we're at a bar, it's just like me with like a stack of shots and then just <laughs> like a Shirley Temple and just. <laughs> Just you with like a Shirley Temple and like a little umbrella, just like yay! <laughs> I love me a gay umbrella, okay. So, like gay uh, so fun fact: my dad was one of those people that like. So I live a comic book life because my dad had a comic book life, and one of my dad's comic book jobs was he used to be a bouncer at a jazz club. This is true. Mm -hmm. uh, the jazz club was called the Caravan of Dreams. Wow, that that's a neat name. I love it. And I spent a lot of my childhood there as a kid. So if you need an image that is wholesome, you can just imagine like tiny, tiny little Amanda sitting at the bar of a jazz club uh, with like a pineapple juice <laughs> and a straw and like a cherry on a sword and then like an umbrella. Just like, this is the best night of my life. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So... I think it's important to hallmark on all these ways that BL helped facilitate these gender conversations. Mm. And this has been a pretty positive conversation. Uh, so let's talk about why does this seem to be a thing outside of all the aforementioned reasons. Um, one, I think it'd be irresponsible to admit that we were doing this at a premiere time for us to be questioning our gender. Yep. Most of us were 14 to 17 years old. While many of us had gone through puberty, we probably didn't necessarily go through it in a society or in a way that was having a lot of great open dialogues. Cough all of us in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I was taking on the, the job as... A group sexologist for my mm -hmm. for my friends like everyone came to me with questions I was the one hoarding pamphlets at like the nurse's office and everything so I was like mm -hmm. everyone came to me I had a pretty good idea of things but mm -hmm. I think I think we did better than you guys probably because like the US and the south in particular I feel like you're yeah. I was okay so my my role was I was everyone's beard I was like the girlfriend that like my bi and straight friends or my bi and gay friends could like bring home and be like, oh, this is Amanda. You know, she's educated. She's brilliant. She talk good and she has tits and a vagine. So girlfriend, 
that I that I do the sex with, see girlfriend, and then you know, like we would just sit upstairs and like read Yowie and flirt. I with mean, that's <laughs> that counts as doing the sex. I mean, to be honest, I mean, yeah, but like I was, I oh my god, I was beard to like so many of like my bi and gay friends. <laughs> of just like, yes, this girlfriend, look, she, it, it, yeah, it does feel like those Borat moments, like has vagina sex. and meanwhile you know (laughs) i didn't have a to my to my knowledge Mm -hmm. i was the gay friend or you know the bi friend (laughs) i didn't have any i didn't like i didn't have any friends who who swung any other ways like everyone seemed to be straight and and Mm -hmm. and what i think is interesting is that now i am still friends with a lot of these people but there are so many of them who are no longer straight or cis or, you know, of course they never were, but they didn't know that. And what they all have in common mm-hmm. is that we've all bonded over BL. Mm-hmm. And and none of them are cis or straight anymore. And, and yep. yeah. And I think yep. we all have that, like the gang. Remember how when we were like, we were in our, you know, early mid-teens and we were reading fanfic and everyone was mm-hmm. like, oh, it is so unrealistic that everyone in this friends group is gay. And I was like, hello, <laughs> what is a straight person? I haven't seen one in 84 years. I think I only have like two, like, I think I have like two or three like straight, straight friends and everyone yeah. else is on like some spectrum of fruity. I love the or like they're all like the one the, they're the one step away from like if a woman approached them at a bar it'd be like let's go to fucking pound town yeah like they're all they're all like one tequila sunrise away from like fuck it let's go <laughs> <laughs> we gotta live a little you know like yeah, the gay I mean, life i highly recommend yeah it's it is a little expensive especially here in the u.s you know with all the pride and all the you know rainbow capitalism where everyone decides that they're going to be gay for a month, but then they have really, really cute merch. Um, yeah, you know, we just, we're just so expensive in general that we can't really tell the difference. When Pride rolls around, we're just like, oh, everything is just as expensive as always. What, what, what's the difference? There's So, like, Target is a terrible company, and they're a horrible corporation, but, like, during Pride, they're one of the few, like, reliable companies that have Pride merch that isn't just rainbow flags. Like, they have pansexual non-binary a gender like they re- gender non-binary like they regularly have these other kinds of flags that aren't just rainbow and like i hate target but like fuck i have not seen like a buy flag in a store before like mm-hmm. that because you know we're not real we're mythical creatures that aren't real that we're on yeah. our we're on our long trek it's like a, it's like Hercules and his labors. We're on our long trek to lesbianism, and we're just stuck around labor four or five. Yeah, this is so true. Like, I mean, so they like, call I hate bisexuals unicorns for a reason. This is true. Yeah, we're you know, just they don't exist. Yeah, we're we're not real. We're just we're just on our long extended journey to finally just giving up and becoming lesbians. Yeah, like you're not even really here right now. No, I'm I'm absolutely just a figment of everyone's imagination. Really, the longest con of all was my existence. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so if you, the bisexual, don't exist, what am I? Like, 
like I said, I have never slotted you as, like, anything that isn't just what Corolla is. Like, you're in, like, that weird, like, Suichi Shindo category. So I'm a cryptid. Of, like, I'm just... Yeah, you are absolutely just, like, a cryptid. Like, okay. I, I do not know how to slot you outside of just, like, what if Suichi was real and not aggravating? I'm... <laughs> I'm taking this as a huge compliment, by the it way. It is. It's like, yeah. what is what is Suichi was real and not aggravating and not a musician, I guess. I mean, you do music with those words. I don't know. That was supposed to sound. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but was... that's exactly what Suichi doesn't do because his lyrics. He's already doing. Yeah, he's a terrible lyricist. I think my favorite, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything. It's just like, my fa- one of my favorite moments in the Gravitation manga is when <laughs> is when someone comes across Chuichi's lyrics when he's trying to write his own lyrics towards the end of the manga, mm-hmm. and they're all just like, Yuki, you're a dummy, I hate you. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, fish, fish, something. And it's like, I love it. He's wonderful. He's doing The his literary best. talent is just astounding. It, uh, it is, uh, it is something. So yeah. I think it's important to hallmark on, uh, you know, the fact that during those times, a lot of us were at an impressionable age, which leads us to uh, we're going to take the second and we're going to put that away for a minute. We're going to talk about can porn make you gay? Yeah, sure. Or <laughs> alternatively... Yeah. Yeah. It can make you realize that you like that, things that yeah. you didn't know. And also, I think this is, I think that, you know, the concept of gay sex, I think this is so funny when people are like, you know, you're having gay sex with someone. Like, you're mm-hmm. having sex with someone. Like, the thing is, mind boggling, perhaps, but mm-hmm. you can have sex with someone mm-hmm. because it it feels good, even though you don't swing that way. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make the sex gay. You're just having, you know, you're just having. I mean, what what is what is that blonde Playboy anthem of an ass is an ass, especially in the dark? <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 final famous words of Yukiari: "An ass is an ass, especially in the dark." Like, yeah. like I, I think it's it's reductive to say you know can porn make you gay? Because I mean, I think pop culture can reveal things about again sans seraph in the spirit that was not a porno might as well have been you got to see her full ass uh (laughs) but that was not that was not made to to make me buy that was not no that was the sole agenda when they made that film, it's like, we're going to find baby Amanda and we're going to be gay. It was to smoke out the bisexual. Yes. There it is. <laughs> Get them and then round them up so no one finds right. out that they exist. I feel, I feel, honestly, though, I do feel like there are movies that are like that. Where, like, this I mean, was yeah. made just to smoke out the bisexual in the room. And it's like, there they are! <laughs> <laughs> And like not even freaking nefarious. Yeah. Just I feel like there's a lot of movies, like superhero movies and stuff like that, that are just like we're here to smoke out the bisexuals. I mean, okay, the number one film to smoke out the bisexuals, The Mummy. Cruel Intentions. Come, yes. But come on, you can't. I mean, the watch- Mummy also. 
the mummy is just like the older I get, the more I watch. You know, I always watch the mummy every mm -hmm. so often, and the mm -hmm. older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? There isn't a person was hot that, that I would, you know. Yeah, and then Brendan Fraser, he was like hung for real in that movie. Was he naked in that movie? What? No, what are you like talking about? in the hanging scene. Oh, the hanging scene. Okay, thought, not his yeah, dick. No. But we are. This is a podcast about. Does <laughs> anyone know what, what wants to know what's going on in my head? It's like Amanda evaporates from scene because for <laughs> once, for once in my life, I had a wholesome trivia fact about how Brendan Fraser was actually like injured on set during the hanging scene, and Corolla corrupts it. And asking about how his dick be swinging. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which I'm sure it was. His dick carried that entire movie. But goddamn. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brendan Fraser. It doesn't... No, you're not. You're not sorry. <laughs> we should go see if he'll listen to this. Oh my god, I'm so sorry to everyone listening. This is such a mess. It's... It, but it's Easter, okay? It's like... Oh, are we drunk on Easter? Is that what's happening? I th I, I don't even know. Like, I, I have had a lot of snacks. I've had very little snacks. I need to get on your snack level. Yeah. but uh... Get on my snack level? I mean, watch yes. out for the, the sodium <laughs> intake. It's just, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it's reductive to say, like, can porn make you gay? I think it can definitely... So I remember, like, one of the guys that I was a beard for, uh, one of the first things that I did was I got him the Teen Vogue, like, hunky boy calendar. And, like, he was, like, the amount of, like, the amount of years that I hid that in my closet for, like, private viewing. And he's like, yeah, like, you you did this. Like, you enabled this. And I'm like, mm. good. You're you're gay. You're out now. You're free. Like, you're, <laughs> be free. Right. Like you're free. Like you're out of the closet. But like, yeah. Like it's. I think it's reductive to say like, can porn make you gay? It's can this sort of like reveal what you really mm. are? Like I don't think that watching Yowie would have just like, apropos of nothing, sparked something. Like I don't think it would have just been like, oh, I've been watching Yowie for ten years and suddenly I'm a gender deviant. Like, that had to already be somewhere yeah. here. Like, so, you know, I'm in the South, I'm in Texas, and right now we talk about, like, fire conditions. Because that's a big thing that we're worried about is, like, grass fires and forest fires. And I was like, you know, oh, I got an email from my electric company saying, this is perfect fire weather. Which, just take a minute to acknowledge how ridiculously Texan that sentence is. This is perfect fire weather. That doesn't sound great safe and that uh anything can spark a fire basically mm. you know, like the grass is dry the wind is blowing you know so like even like the electrical current that is just going from can cause a fire so like if your power goes out it's because like just a fire fucking started and like i feel like it's kind of like that like there were already yeah. perfect fire conditions in me i did not like women and i'm not saying that like all gay people hate women that's not what i'm saying but like i already had complicated woman feelings i was already angsty as shit and again i'm not saying trauma makes you gay uh i already had these like very like complicated feelings that i did not know had an out 
and BL with my own research and thought and meditation helped me get through it. Because at first I thought I was trans. And then I started like looking into like top surgery and bottom surgery. And I was like, this doesn't feel Mm. right. This doesn't feel like it's authentic to me. And I was willing to just like give up there because, you know, this is, you know, the mid 2000s. If you're not trans, there's no other options. We barely acknowledge transgender. But if you're not that, then there is no, there is no other. No, there wasn't anything else. And I don't remember where I saw it. I think it actually might have been in a BL, but someone had mentioned that they were gender fluid. Actually, I'm lying. It was. It was in Gravitation and it was Yoshiki. Yeah, the great representation that is Yoshiki. Excellent representation. But I was like, gender fluid? What the fuck is that? And, you know, you know, you do your little research. And it's like, oh, it's both. Yeah. I and both. And I think it's such a, you know, I've had that experience where, you know, I've gradually fallen deeper and deeper into, you know, looking up these things and seeking mm-hmm. out more uh, fiction and more material that, that mm-hmm. has characters like this and has identities like this and then having it blow up in my face when someone confronts me and they're like you know oh what's going on with you because you you used to be this and now all of a sudden you're claiming to be this and it's almost as if they're painting it as if you've just gotten too involved with with this fiction like you're just too into this stuff and now you're trying to change yourself when what it what it is in reality is that you are exploring, you're learning that these options exist and you're beginning to find images that you identify with and characters mm-hmm. and traits that you identify with and mm-hmm. and that it has nothing to do with me wanting to be more like that fictional character, but it's that that fictional character speaks to me on a deeper level and makes me start mm-hmm. to realize who I am and, and how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And... And yeah, if people just, it's just one of those things where just because they haven't heard of it or they don't understand it and can't apply it to themselves, they think that you must be doing it for attention or <laughs> you're just too far gone. And and that's not it at all. And like with BL as well, and I, I, we talked about this before, but tapping back into the whole, um, one of the reasons why, why BL was predominantly created by women for women was because the box that contained femininity was so narrow and mm-hmm. so construct constricting that they couldn't explore female sexuality in any other ways and that's why the men in bl can be seen you you can see them as men but mm-hmm. you can also choose to see them as just completely other beings because it is a way of exploring sexuality and feelings and relationships and projecting onto them in a way that you're at liberty to do so because the restraints that the restraints that apply to you in the real world don't mm-hmm. apply within this fictional suspension. Absolutely. And I think it's important to talk about fiction as this like safe playground yeah. to explore these things. Um, you know, when we talk, you know, it, it's all, it's at the end of every episode, you know, we talk about like pro ship, anti ship where it's like, Oh, you know, if you really, are sexualizing these teenagers you're really sexualizing teens it's like 
part of fiction is the idea that these things that would be either a little bit taboo, which I am not saying we're not digging up pro-ship, anti-ship points in direction of yield episode. Uh, but like, I wouldn't have had these conversations if I wasn't basically allowed to play pretend in fiction. Mm. These are This is not a dialogue that I think I ever would have had organically with myself if it wasn't like, you know, all three of my brain cells working overtime and being like, huh, you write real good as man. Mm. Huh, you, yes. And it's like similar to, you know, kids play, you know, mm -hmm. kids explore things through mm -hmm. playing and, you know, mm -hmm. they, and sometimes, you know, people get worried because like my kids are playing, you know, violent games or they're playing murder, you know, because they've been watching, they've been watching this well, crime show on TV. I'm sorry, what? We're playing murder. Yeah. Okay. There was this huge panic in Norway last year because of kids playing squid games oh, and what okay. it really was was that the kids because okay some people had actually been watching squid games with their with mm -hmm. their children and i'm like mm -hmm. at what point do you decide that you want to show your six-year-old this show like i have questions uh Valid. but a lot of kids because they pick up on things right and all the kids had picked up in in most of these situations that mm -hmm. in this series there is a version of red light green light where mm -hmm. you instead of just being out you're dead and mm -hmm. so they were playing that but it was essentially the kid who turned around when you moved you're dead and lots and lots of parents had like a huge moral panic over this despite mm -hmm. the fact that you know that is exactly what we do in video games as well you know you're like oh mario fell into a pit he died you know i died in this level and then mm -hmm. you come back because they are they are able to understand that it isn't real and they are able to play with these concepts in a safe way and explore these com concepts and come mm -hmm. to understand these things through playing games and that's similar mm -hmm. what we do when we project onto fictional characters or we explore using fictional mediums whether we are creating or consuming them it's, it's mm -hmm. similar it's no, learning absolutely. by yeah absolutely and like again you know when i was when i was a kid i had a stuffed velociraptor from jurassic oh. park I love it. I was, so a we I was such a weird little kid. Like in hindsight, there is no reason why anyone should have been shocked that I ended up like this. There is like looking back, there is no reason why any of this should be a surprise. I, uh, I called my aunt uh, the other night cause you know, I'm going through some personal stuff. And I said, yeah, I haven't quite, you know, gone into, you know, prostitution yet. And she does that like reserved Southern thing of like, oh, well, you know, if that's, if that's, you know, your choice. And I'm like, that is the most auntie thing I've ever heard of like desperately trying to like, let me have a life, but also just like wanting so badly to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sansa! Sansa is here. He's like, I heard you bitches need some serotonin. Yes. He's <laughs> like... Here I am. Heard you bitches needed a little bit of serotonin. Uh, so let's 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 close on a high note. Uh, is this fetitization? No. Fetitization? No. 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 I just because I was able to glean some gender from BL does not mean that 
So um, I think, I don't remember where this is. It's in Scandinavia, but there's like a, a library of like stories, but it's all like different people. And you can like check out a story and like they'll oh, yeah, just like yeah, yeah. spin a yarn for you. I haven't like checked out a gay. I haven't like put on a gay skin and I'm like walking around like as a play gay. No. We're not oh, wolves. Not Buffalo Bill. Right, like we're not like we're not wolves. Like we're not What have uh, I told you about wolves? That they're what? No, what didn't I what was it what was it I said? Never mind. Because there, there was a whole that whole there are two wolves inside of you. Oh yes, uh, I was like yeah. I was like, what about them? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what specifically Step about away wolves? from the wolves? Okay. No. <laughs> no. They're neat. Uh I was never a wolf girl though. I was I was never I was never a horse girl either. I was for a bit, but then I, I got allergic, so I can see that for you. Uh but like we're so at a at the last place I was working at, there was a joke because you know they were trying to be really, really considerate about that I have a peanut allergy, that I have a nut allergy. And there was one girl there who, like, she would, like, eat peanut butter toast. And, like, she'd, like, wave the jar of peanut butter in front of me. And it's, like, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> like, that doesn't... What? Like, <laughs> like I'm, not, I'm not a vampire. Like, but I'm see, fine. Do you see? This is why. How are we supposed to make the world at large understand gender and sexuality spectrums when they can't understand basic allergies like you <laughs> like right but like and like she thought it was hilarious she'd do it all the time she thought it was fucking hilarious Every, other people in the office would do it it's like Ooh. it's like we're not vampires like people with nut allergies aren't vampires like don't kiss me on the mouth like that's don't, yeah don't put it in my food yeah like but, don't don't do like Rafiki, like and rub it on me. Like that's, that's the only reason I say that because I can get really, really sick if you guys like don't wash your hands. And, you know, we have like public meeting rooms and stuff like that. You know, you guys just you know, and then you know, go fondle a meeting room. I can get really sick. Like it isn't to make you guys think that you can't do this. I mean, you're still doing it. It's just to make you guys aware but like i'm not a vampire and like the amount of times i said like i'm not a vampire like it's this, just shaking a jar of peanut butter at me it's like okay what do you expect me to do like leave like combust like and more importantly if i did what is wrong with you like are you trying to tell me something like is this a right like is timmy in the well like I think it... I was being bullied. In hindsight, yeah. I think I was being bullied. Uh, that's a different conversation. Why am I looking at Viking River Cruises? Corolla, why am I looking at Viking River Cruises? I don't know, because you want to go and see that naked guy in the waterfall? I kind of do, actually. Uh, no, I'm actually horrified by his tan line. Uh, but no, this isn't fetishization. And I think it's really, really dangerous to look at people who are going on a gender or sexual orientation journey and maybe it is spurred by something like BL or it's spurred by Yuri. Uh, you know, we, we make a joke about this, like, gay panic. Like, we make a joke about, like, gay panic and, like, pop culture and stuff like that. I think it's really, really cruel to minimize that kind of stuff because it can be really scary 
when you have a moment where you realize like, oh shit, like my life is different now. Like I am different now. Uh, so while it might seem really, really easy on the outside to be like, just admit that you want to fuck that person. That's not an easy step to take. Um, you know, I was raised Catholic and while individual parishioners are usually not, you know, too mean about homosexuality, the church on a whole is still pretty mean about homosexuality. Me admitting that I was bi, me admitting that if I ever married a female partner that we probably wouldn't be able to be married in the church, that some places wouldn't bury us, that legally I would have a time and a half making sure that my partner received my benefits. Yeah. That's all real. And it's reductive and cruel to look at these people who are going through something and say anything that is minimizing. Hmm. So is it fetishization? No. And and just to 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 piggyback on from that, like reversely, there are people who, you know, whether it is about their sexuality or their gender, who mm -hmm who go through this relatively seamlessly, who don't have like a big, they they aren't scared or they aren't unsure. And they, you know, like, obviously, yeah, your life changes because there's it's a huge thing that, that, that you realize about yourself. But even though, you know, like for me, it wasn't like a huge, you know, it was just like, a, oh, okay, clearly I'm not straight. And then you know and then now i have a girlfriend and and i identify as pan as i am and i have no problems telling people because it hasn't really been that hard for me but that doesn't change the fact that i still you know i still have to come out all the time because people just mm -hmm. assume that i will have a male partner and mm -hmm. for my girlfriend and me like we can't travel anywhere we want we have to look and see is this country safe for us to travel to so so even though you don't like the, on a day-to-day -day basis maybe it isn't you know scary or 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 overwhelming or hard but those challenges still exist in some situations or they exist mm -hmm. for some people and all of those things are valid and just because someone you know maybe it appears on the outside that oh like they are so fine with this that th this can't be real because if they were really going through this they would be dysphoric or they would be depressed no because it's so different for everyone and and we all discover these things in different ways and and you know affirm ourselves in different ways and all of those are okay and it's not up to someone on the outside to judge mm -hmm. that and decide what how you know if it's acceptable and what mm -hmm. way is a correct way to come out or to be gay or to be trans or non-binary like there there are no rules for this because we're all mm -hmm. we're all individuals and 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 there need to be room for all of that mm -hmm. absolutely and i think that that's you know important to say and i think that that's important to validate also and i know i don't need to say this but gender and sexual orientation is a ever-evolving thing yeah uh my thing with pronouns is not the same as it was when i was in high school it's not the same as i was when i was in college and it probably won't be the same forever like oh. that's just that's just how it is and like don't i think 
and this is where I get personal, one, be patient with those going through it. And then two, also as that person, be patient with others. Uh, I know that like as a community, us in the LGBT, you know, plus community, we can be a little prickly sometimes about that stuff that, you know, people are just supposed to look at us and know, and any answer that isn't correct is wrong. Uh, one of the only positive things that my previous job said was assume positive intent. Now, I'm not going to say assume positive intent, but just don't assume intent. Don't assume that this person is always trying actively to do harm. If we don't understand it, how are other people supposed yeah. to understand it? Like, if we, I, they, I have looked at the gender wiki and looked at it and been like, I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> I've looked at some of these flags, some of these genders, and I've been damn near ignorant. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, and I don't, yeah. like, it. I don't, I don't like these kids and their Zeno pronouns. Be, 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 be. You know? But, like, if if we don't get it, like, I always frame it as, can I expect my aunt to understand this? And my aunt isn't a dumb person. She raised me. My aunt is not a dumb person. She's just older. She understands what homosexual is. She knows several homosexuals, you know, but they're all like Jack from Will and Grace. She knows several homosexuals, <laughs> you know. All she... of them Jack from Will and Grace, okay. And the pejorative term for what my aunts are, fruit flies, that they tend to attract a very gay man and they have several like accessories. You uh, and your Southern upper middle class. Um, but like, my my pronouns and my gender stuff. I don't always get it. I can't expect my aunts to always get it either. So the least I can do is if they're struggling to lovingly try to correct them. Yeah, and, move and on. It, yeah, and it's like being ignorant isn't necessarily the same as being willfully ignorant because sometimes mm -hmm. you just don't understand. And like I don't expect, you know. I, I mean, I can flip it upside down. I'm not straight, so I don't know what it's like to be attracted to only one gender. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I don't accept that that is a thing, you know? Like, as long as you are willing to understand that, hey, some people are like this, and some people feel like this, or, ex you know, want to explore. And that's another thing. Like, there is so much room to explore. It It's not... It's not wrong if you try a label on because you think that it might be you or maybe you feel like that's you for a while and mm -hmm. then it turns out, hmm, maybe I wasn't right. Maybe I'm something else. Maybe I define in another way. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that is okay too. Like, mm -hmm. it's hard, you know? That was how we started this episode with gender and, and sex and, and, and sexualities. Huge, complicated, weird stuff. Like... Absolutely. It takes a while to figure this stuff out. And for mm -hmm. some people, it's super simple. And for some people, it's like you got to try on a few, you got to try mm -hmm. on a few robes before you find the one that fits. And that's, you know, that's perfectly fair. And if you choose to explore that using, for instance, fiction, then that is absolutely valid. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, so I've had an excellent time talking about uh, the Fujin to queer pipeline. It's definitely not always a very straight pipeline. But some of the best pipes aren't always straight. Definitely. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in Super Mario World, so I'm like, it's like a warp zone. And some yeah, of you are like, like, where the like, fuck am I? Some of the best pipes aren't straight. Uh, 
thank you again to DL site Garbani yeah, for sponsoring this episode. You will see all of our vanity stuff in yield show notes. This episode will probably go live today, depending on how I'm feeling. If the existential dread does not get too loud. Um, it's Easter Sunday. You're allowed to be a little bit. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, this is where we thank our patrons, thank you, Carm and Jay and Lauren and Jamie. And I am missing one because I pulled this from an older document. Screams to open up Patreon immediately. <laughs> hurry, hurry. I'm trying. The internet is loading. And Weasley. Yay. Our newest patron that we appreciate Welcome. so so much. We appreciate uh, you so much. We're we're spending we're putting your your funds that you are so graciously giving us to really good use. We're buying absolutely some exciting things. <laughs> we do have some very exciting things. We also have FujoCon that is yes. up on the horizon. We got our guest announcement that honestly like made me tear up a little bit. Oh. I didn't even know we were on the site. I was like I don't know yeah, why, because we sent the info and I was like, wait, we're on the site. This is so cool. I know. I I'm know. so excited. I, feel... I freaking love FujoCon. It's going to be. I, we both love FujoCon. I'm stoked. We have a lot of stuff coming up this year. I know I say that all the time, but like literally we have a lot of stuff coming up There's this year. There's so much stuff happening. Uh, and speaking of what's coming up, uh, for what will be our May episode, right before Pride Month, Corolla, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about queer baiting. We are. We're finally going to talk about I say what... that so excitedly. and it's... <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. But, you know, we're finally going to talk about queer baiting, what is and what isn't queer baiting. Spoiler alert, some feelings are probably going to get hurt. Um... Yeah, some of you are going to hear some truths. That... Yeah, some of y'all are going to hear some truths that you probably don't want to hear, but probably needed to hear a while ago. Uh we're going to talk about queer baiting. We're going to talk about what is and isn't queer baiting. And we're also going to talk about when to use queer baiting as a valid criticism and term. And again, when not to and at whomst not to. You're so ready for this. You're just like, yes. Just, I, We've had this one on our list for a while. And this I think has it's so been, funny. Yeah, this has been in the pocket for a while. And I yeah. think just like. It's, I don't know what noise my throat just made. <laughs> I think it's so funny how we were talking about what to do next month, and then we both went separately into our little idea document, and then you were like, how about, about queer baiting? And I'm like, I was literally about to ask you. Well, and I think it, like, follows a nice, like, trajectory. Like, you yeah, guys I might agree. think these episodes are selected randomly and minutes before the recording. And sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. <laughs> but that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> It's like, you guys might think that we select these episodes minutes before we hit the record button and hastily fill them into the outline, and sometimes you would be correct. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited to talk about it uh, as my light decides to adjust and figure out what race Yeah, what I the am. hell is happening over there? I don't like, you're just know. like, my, your light is going through its own little my My light period. is... Hey, uh, again, thank you to DL site Garmani for sponsoring us. Uh, I am thrilled and I am excited to see you guys uh, shortly for the live. And also by the end of the month, our patron exclusive episode, you may join our patrons at patreon.com slash the Yowie shelf 
where you get some really, really cool exclusive episodes that no one else sees, um, as well as the satisfaction and joy of knowing that we spend your money on very tasteful things. <laughs> like Japanese. Just like... Oh, just that we spend, like, like we, that, uh, we spend your money on so many tasteful things. Yes. Some of them uh, are talking straight to my heart. So, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil what we purchased, but. I haven't even, per- I have to buy mine. I haven't placed the order yet. I'm, I will. I will. Yes, I, I know. I will. I place, especially because it takes a thousand years to get anything to you. Yeah. But even if I had ordered before Easter, nothing would have happened because everything is closed there for a week. So it's like, okay, well, time has frozen. Okay, well, I tried. Uh, Happy Easter, everyone. If I do manage to get this up today, I'm going to try really hard. Uh, But if not, I mean, it's still Easter. Uh, Be safe out there. Remember to follow us on our new Instagram and on Twitter. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, We are at the Yahweh Shelf everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, a Discord. We do have a Discord that you can find probably by searching the Yahweh Shelf. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. There's I a link to it somewhere. We will put... You know what? If you go to our Twitter, twitter.com slash the Yowie Shelf, and you go to our profile, there is a thing called a card. And in that card is literally every link that you need. Because yep. I worked very hard to put every link there. Because there sometimes... Go. I ha- because we actually had a person who was like, I would like to join your Patreon, and I don't know where the fuck it is, and I had to go scramble for a Patreon link, because I'm a whore and I like money. Well, I mean, money is good. Money buys BL. Money Except does buy BL. when BL is donated to us for review purposes. Yes. yes. And you can use our special uh, coupon code, the Yowie Shelf, at checkout when you register at DL Site Garmani. Absolutely. I recommend am a sales that. professional. <laughs> you are. I absolutely recommend, you know, join DL Site, get mm-hmm. something from there. Like, they have so mm-hmm. many good products. And this is like, I think this is like the best thing because, you know, normally people just skip over the ad things, you know, but this is so relevant to everyone's interests like that's why i don't record it as a separate segment i put it in the main episode so they can't skip it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously we that's why it. i make it unskippable <laughs> also just a heads up uh you know we're approaching our anniversary in a little bit uh as a show because you know the, the, the show's been around for a couple of years now and that being said, we have some pretty cool milestones approaching. One of those milestones is that sooner rather than later, we're going to approach 10,000 plays, which uh, let us know how you'd like us to celebrate uh, that achievement. Because, I mean, come on, guys. We're going to celebrate 10,000 plays really, really hard. It's a lot of people, that isn't is it? That is a lot. Who the hell is listening to us? Like, thank you for sticking out with us. And You did not just say who is listening to us. <laughs> if you made it this far, thank you. No, I think Absolutely. we're actually really good at this. I think we're also really good at this. You are very correct. All right, guys. We will see you in the next one. 
Bye. Bye.